Welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. I am your host, Sergio Lugo. I am here with your host, Jeff Hubbard, or whatever he's going by this week. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're, we're coming to you live from the Warp Zone. After hours. Yeah. It's nice and... It's cold. It's it's cold in here. Not super cold, but it's but but it's the winter. Yeah, like winter has finally caught up with our 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 our, our southern um region. There you go, southern region for for like the next probably three days. Right, and, and then, then it'll be back up to like seventy five degrees. Gonna get bipolar again and yeah. go crazy. Well, uh, if you if this is your first time listening to Shellheads, welcome. If it's not, welcome back. As you know, we talk about Ninja Turtles, and we have a lot to talk about this time, because we watched a lot of TV between uh, the last time we spoke. So I'm not really going to go into too much other than what we're covering, because how many episodes was this? This was like 13, 14, 13 or 14 episodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So It's a chunk. We got a lot to talk about, but I'll explain why there's so many. Uh, what we're talking about this time, uh, we're dipping back into the 1987 original cartoon show. Uh, the one produced by Fred Wolf and... Is that how you say that? Murakami, Wolf, and Swenson. There you go. Yeah. And season three is real long. We discussed this last time that we, we, we actually talked about this series. It's like 40-something episodes, right? Yeah, like 42, 47, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be talking about season three for six years on this podcast. So uh, I made the executive decision to force ourselves to watch a lot of episodes every time we cover that season so we can get through it. Especially when you take into consideration the content of the episodes and the quality of the episodes. Uh, most of them are very much the exact same storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So for us to spend, you know, six episodes dissecting five episodes apiece, it just it didn't make sense. This time around, uh, this is season three, part two, mm -hmm. uh, which means that we're covering, what are we covering, Jeff? It's episode 17 through, uh, <laughs> he's flipping through his book of notes, copious notes, uh, 17 through 33. Wow. Okay. So yeah, there's there's a lot of episodes in there. There's a, a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot of really cool episodes. Like I, I, I underlined some of my favorites so I can remember to talk specifically about those. Mm -hmm. Some of them we're not going to spend much time on, mm -mm. just because they're not they're they're not good or they aren't impactful or there's nothing really special about them. Mm -hmm. And we're sorry if we skip if, if we kind of skim over your favorite episode, then your favorite episode is bad. Is is that how that works? No. Well. <laughs> I, I look at it like this. <laughs> Everybody that worked on the show, you could mm -hmm. tell they were having an absolute ball. Oh, yeah, work absolutely. Every day. We're not being negative or, you know, whatever towards them. It's just some of the, the stuff is not very good. <laughs> it's not good. It's really not. But there are some, some, some gems. There really are. In this season, which... Um, yeah, which are kind of surprising. Yeah, and and I, I guess when we talk about these episodes, we can't just talk about them like they're a regular TV show. We kind of have to frame them in the context of when they were released. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was in late 1989, so 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. 30 years and a couple months, actually. Like they, yeah. These episodes specifically aired from October 17th to November 8th of 89. 
mm-hmm. which means they were airing it every single weekday with brand new episodes. To, to think about the work that it takes to create a cartoon that has to be aired brand new every day for a month and a half, or in this case, it, it ended up being like three months straight of just brand new episodes. And when you look at it by today's standards, I mean, you just blow through way too much. You know, there's yeah, there's so much content because they could have what they ran for what like nine, ten years, ten seasons mm-hmm. could have roughly gone for twenty. But but yeah yeah, every single weekday these these stories popped on the television and kids watched them. I watched them. You know, yeah. uh, I, I think when they were being produced, the idea was we got to get them, these on the air so they can get into rotation. Mm-hmm. Because when they weren't airing new episodes, they had reruns in the hopper. Yeah. Which is how I saw a lot of these certain episodes over and over again, mm-hmm. which kind of became my favorites of the season. <laughs> so most most of the the, the reruns and the, the, the like the rewatches mm-hmm. for me came from VHS. Hmm. Uh, I, I did have a lot of the VHS tapes as a kid, uh, which kind of rolls into my next topic before you you know break down the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been feverishly okay, maybe that's not the right adjective, but I've been buying a lot of old VHS tapes. Okay. Of Ninja Turtles off of eBay. And most of them you can get pretty cheap, you know, like eight bucks here, five bucks here. 50 uh, cents. It, it depends on the one that you're, that you want. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of them are strangely expensive. Like some of the later ones that had like a short ship, mm-hmm. they're like 15, 20 bucks a piece. Mm. And I'm like, you realize you can get this on DVD for nothing. Yeah. But there's just something about hit and play and seeing the tracking adjust the screen, you know, are, are the hipsters driving up the prices of the, uh, you know what? Let's VHS blame the hipsters. Yeah. yeah. Let's blame the hipsters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've been buying a bunch of these VHSs, and this was the first time I actually sat down and said, I got to watch these old episodes. Mm-hmm. Let me check them out on VHS. And that was an adventure because I still have a, you know, I have a VCR mm-hmm. threw them in there a lot of these tapes only have two episodes, so we're talking a 45-minute runtime. Mm-hmm. They don't even bother to put the theme song in the second time. Oh, well, that saves time. Yeah, yeah it saves tape. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah, the, the, it's... Next episode. It rolls right into the next episode. I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. That, that, was, that was fun. You know, and, and, and the other way I was watching them was through Vudu, mm-hmm. because everything has been uploaded to Vudu at this point, and I can just buy it and stream it, and while there is a huge quality discrepancy in just like pixelation and, 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 and uh, artifacting, mm-hmm. it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. Okay. The, 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 the VH te- VHS tapes hold up like I remember them. Okay. Which I guess says a lot about the format or about my memory or Maybe whether or not I care. Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe all three. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it was just something really charming. Like you'll be halfway through an episode and you'll see and like the whole screen will go black for two seconds. Yeah. And then it'll, you know, the fuzzies will bring it back in and then Michelangelo is swinging at somebody. It's just, it's dumb. Yeah. So that's how I experienced a lot of these. So a lot of these I didn't watch in order because those, those VHS tapes were all over the place when it came to uh, like release order. I gotcha. Yeah. Around my age when I was, watching them on television. I was pretty proficient at recording off television. <laughs> like I just started recording. I'm like, Hey, let me just start recording episodes of shows and stuff and mm-hmm. watch later. And if I'd had the foresight to collect the shows that I watched instead of just recording back over them, 
The, oh. next, the next that was dumb but later on i started recording i was like i got like a nice chunk of cbs episodes i'm like oh my gosh wow got these without further ado let's jump into these episodes uh because we have a lot to cover and the first one on our list is turtles turtles everywhere um and my note the, the notes that i have on these aren't very uh detailed uh, a lot of them are just, here's what the premise is, talk about what you remember, and then move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have some notes about the entire season overall. My mm-hmm. notes for Turtles, Turtles Everywhere are Shredder programs a garbage truck to find turtles. What he gets is all turtles. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> he he gets, he's trying to get, of course, the turtles, and he ends up getting... All the turtles. All the turtles. You know, and this is not the first time that he's tried to reprogram technology... Right. Um, he did with that that other like that weird computer um, that had like the, the face looked like something out of Tron, which oh, was yep. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this has like this like weird it's dump dump one thousand. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Eyeball comes out and is like talking to April, and I was like, okay, this is really weird. This is one of the episodes that falls into the the, the, the formula of. First five minutes, we find out what Shredder's plan is. Mm-hmm. We cut to the turtles having a good old time in the lair. They find out what Shredder's doing. Cut to them not using weapons and beating the Shredder. April's like, thank you, guys. Cut to credits. Like, that's that's yeah. the whole episode. <laughs> I think this was a conservation episode, actually, because the turtles are kind of like living like they've got junk all oh, trash yeah. all yeah. over the lair kind of you know encourages them to clean it up Mm -hmm. and we find out that one of the turtles that's get get, that gets kidnapped um is like a rare sea turtle that has to lay eggs or the entire species is gone (laughs) so this is kind of like it's kind of like the uh the time bomb that like we have to defuse this within one second left yeah of course of course so so is april the first visco girl maybe uh, wow! Uh, save the turtles! Save the turtles! Save the turtles! Save the turtles! Uh, they totally did, of course. Yeah, they, and that—that's yeah. about it. That's it. I said we also learned that <laughs> Vernon is garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we knew that. Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, I know we're not talking about this, but Vernon is the only thing is one of the only things that the Michael Bay movie got right. Mm. The guy that they have playing Vernon is perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. He's a better Batman, though. That's true. Uh, let's move on to an episode that I like a lot more, and that is Cowabunga Shredhead. I love Cowabunga Shredhead. It's underlined here. Oh, okay. In, in my little notes, because I love the episode so much. Again, um, when I was talking about, you could tell everyone working on the show was having a blast. Mm-hmm. They were just freaking Uncle Phil, I mean Shredder, uh, <laughs> just having a ball. Doing, well, yeah. Well, 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 we're not going to spoil it just yet, but yeah. Um, okay, so apparently Splinter knows how to hypnotize people. Yeah. He hypnotizes Mikey to not crave pizza anymore. No more. Yeah. Yeah, which is, that in itself is funny. He used the power of Kung Pao mind Kung control. Pao, mind Kung control. Pao mind yeah. control. Uh, and let's see. Shredder creates a Michael- Michelangelo hologram. To infiltrate the turtle's lair. Yes. Yeah, to inf- infiltrate the turtle's lair. It's like, here, Bebop and Rocksteady, here, you take this very delicate piece of, you know, 
electronic equipment. No, like you take this very delicate floppy disk <laughs> and you sh- and then you shoved it into the machine. You're doing it wrong, and it's like, it's like does it matter? And just shoves it. I sound like an old. That was an old Jewish woman right there. Never mind. <laughs> Bebop's old Jewish lady. Uh, so Splinter then hypnotizes the Shredder. Well, no. Okay, but wait, hang on. Wait, no, no, no. We get a little bit too far. Okay. So because of Bebop putting in the floppy disk the wrong way, the holographic synthesizer goes haywire, and basically all that programming over his laser (laughs) gets zapped into Shredder. That's right. And he basically becomes Michelangelo. So stupid. It's very dumb. So stupid. But (laughs) it's freaking hilarious because I actually started laughing out loud. Yeah. Hearing Uncle Phil talk like Michelangelo. Oh, hey, dudes. That's a highlight of all of these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, hijinks happen. Yeah. They they fix the problem, obviously. At the end, you have like an infinite. Donatello creates like a loop that creates infinite copies of Michelangelo in the room, which was really funny, too. Yeah. But the whole scheme was to create holographic um, versions of the president right? or, and other world leaders <laughs> yeah. to take over. I'm like, okay, that's that's actually not a bad plot. But, I mean, how long are holograms going to last? It's still, what do you do with the president? Yeah. like you have, First, you have to get rid of the president. Like, yeah, that's the hard him. part. That's kidnap the hard him. part. It, by the end, Splinter then unhypnotizes Mikey and allows him to eat pizza again. Yeah. And that that is one of the funner episodes. It is. Um, and it is one of them that I watched on VHS. And I think it's one of them that I had as a child. Okay. Because a lot of the lines I remember quoting specifically. Like, I, what it was, I crave pizza no more. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that very vividly. Next up, uh, another one that I watched on VHS, uh, Invasion of the Turtle Snatchers. Mm-hmm. My notes are... Uh, Sketchy at best. Uh, something snatches Rocksteady and Donnie. Yeah. It turns out that it's Klaatu. <laughs> a family, a Klaatu and his family, they are a, an alien race that are visiting Earth to retrieve a child's toy. Which this story has actually been kind of done before in animation. Okay. Uh, I think they did it in a Transformers episode. Uh, of I course. Think. Uh, but some of the stuff is is, is very familiar mm-hmm. uh, but the the characters names um Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto are mm-hmm. from d- the day the earth stood still They're, oh that's right the original classic okay um, those are the okay. words that um, I, thought I, I thought I recognized that yeah it, it gets used a lot that's cool like it's in Tron it's an army of darkness that's that's the words that Ash has to recite to, <laughs> before he gets the book is like Klaatu, Barada, Nick <laughs> okay then but yeah, if they, if they don't recite, if the guy didn't recite those three words to Gort, he would destroy the earth. So it's, it's pretty funny yeah. in this regard. Because the kid's toy is going to explode. Yes, and it's under, it was, it's an under a nuclear reactor. Yeah. It just it's so stupid. I'm sorry. The, 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 their willingness to just say, oh, well, there's aliens now. Uh, the, 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 the fun part of the, the end of this episode is April saves the day. Yeah, she ends up pulling the battery out of the toy. So dumb. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. When I say dumb, I don't mean bad. Wonderful dumb. I mean dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we did get some good uh, Rocksteady and Donatello scenes Yeah. In, in, in this episode. It's I like it when they, 
give Rock and and um, Bebop actual lines and actual subplots and things to do mm-hmm. rather than just point guns and be cronies. Yeah. Because those characters are so off the wall and doofusy yeah. that it always turns out gold. Mm-hmm. Always. And that's one of my no- one of my other notes is Bebop and Rocksteady, great moments. Mm-hmm. There's some great B and R moments. I got a couple. Uh let's move to Camera Bugged. Camera Bugged. Is that what's next? Yeah, that's what's next. Another alien the, 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 the turtles are trying to choose a vacation location because they're pretty worn out from fighting Shredder yeah. and his cronies. They have to do it every day. Every single freaking day. Mm-hmm. An alien arrives and it, with a camera. It's named Edwin. It, yes. <laughs> from the Polaris galaxy. Yeah. It was like a play on Polaroid. Polarisoid. Yeah. 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 And they named Fripp. Yep. Do you know who Edwin is? No. Edwin was an old comedian, uh, comedic actor back in the day. He was okay. the voice of the Mad Hatter in Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Okay. He was also in um, Mary Poppins, and um, Alan Tudyk used him as inspiration for King Candy. So his voice Jesus. continues to be around. Mm-hmm. He's all goofy and talks <laughs> like this, don't you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know I was going to do the voice. It's just, it's, it's, it's going to happen. I like it. I like but it. Townsend Coleman does Fripp's voice, and it is spot on good. Okay. Like, I, I, I've, I've, I figured that there was some sort of uh, reference they were going for with that guy's voice. Yeah. And he kind of looks like him a bit as well. Cool. Well, let's see. This alien is on Earth taking pictures of, th- pictures of things. As he takes the pictures... The things disappear, and that's basically the plot. Yeah. He takes a he, he ends up taking pictures of the, the 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 turtles and Shredder, and well, they find out that a pola a, a crank Shredder and Crank find out a Polarisaur has come to Earth, and yeah. so they're like, "Hey, we need that technology." So, uh, <laughs> and and this is a good moment. This is one of my favorite. This okay. is a Bebop and Rocksteady moment. So Shredder's disguised himself as a hot dog vendor. <laughs> <laughs> He's not very disguised. <laughs> And it was like, here, try this earth delicacy. And it's like, here's a corn dog. And then it's like, hey, we need to, to commemorate this moment. We need to get your photo with two typical earthlings. And they, he opens up the door. Here's freaking Bebop and Rocksteady inside the hot dog cart. <laughs> Not only are they committing dozens of health code violations, <laughs> were they just sitting in there with the meat? Yeah, it's gross. You, 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 it's not a real hot dog cart. So he tricks he tricks Fripp into getting a, a photo with Bebop and Rocksteady, and they just get sucked into the camera. Yeah, it's like ooh, oops, oh well. Oh, look, and now now we have the camera. I remember by the end of it, the camera that April was using got swapped with the one that Fripp was using. Yeah, that was a weird episode. I forget how they get out. That, well, all of them eventually get sucked into the camera, and they have to fight their way out. I know that. And but it's how like, they get out? It's it's amazing. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how they got out. It's like oh, magic. Um, because he took pictures of everything. Yeah, like he took pictures of a tank, buildings. Yeah, I didn't write that down. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. In the end, they. I th- I think Fripp gets them out. Yeah, I think. Let's move on. Let's move on to Green with Jealousy. Green with Jealousy. Um, this is... 
I almost underlined this one because it's ridiculous and I like ridiculous. Uh, but this is in this one, Krang needs power, so he's going to steal it from a submarine. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and a nuclear submarine. Mm-hmm. That sub was huge. It was the size of Spaceball One from Spaceballs. The thing was ginormous. <laughs> well, it was a nuclear sub. Of course, it was huge. Look at the Titanic. Somehow, this also turns into a love potion episode. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of wrong with that. Yeah, and so... I'm going to go there. Kind of. Shredder puts a love potion on a pizza and conveniently feeds it to three of the turtles. The only one that... Oh, Bebop and Rockstar did that. Well, it was the Shredder's plan, though. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Yeah. yeah, Like, hey, go to this pizza parlor, spray all the pizzas. Yeah. And then wait for the turtles to show up, because there's only one pizza parlor in New York City. And... There's a couple, but they only just go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. They eat it, and... The only turtle that does not get potioned was Donatello, yeah. which is convenient because he's the only one smart enough to figure out what's going on. Yeah, they the the potion was to make them fall in love with the first woman they see, which happened to be who Irma. Irma, of course it was Irma. Wah, wah. Why not? Like that's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It couldn't be April. It couldn't be a random woman. It had to be Irma. Yeah, that writes itself. Oh, it does. It absolutely writes itself. So the other three turtles spend a large par- portion of the episode fighting over Irma rather than fighting the Shredder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then later, Rock City's like, oh, I'm hungry. I saved a slice of pizza. I was like, uh, Bebop's like, should you be eating that? <laughs> and then he falls in love. With April. Yeah. Of course, because it has to be April. It has to be. But before that... Master Splinter is trying to figure out why the turtles are fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are they fighting? Like, they're in love. He's like, that's good. <laughs> and it's like, with Irma, he's like, oh, that's, that's bad. bad. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm like, you don't need to go into any more details than that to figure out why that's wrong, folks. Yeah. It, like, the Rocksteady portion where he's in love with April is hilarious. Yeah, That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about, where they give those characters... A character, mm-hmm. rather than just being a tool. Yeah. They're tools already, but... <laughs> True. <laughs> so so, so that, that was a fun episode. I really liked Green with Jealousy. Yeah. There was a lot of... Uh, I, I found myself determining whether or not an episode was good based on the quality of individual moments. Mm-hmm. Because the quality of entire stories just doesn't work right in 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 this scenario with all of these episodes that that, that you know that rolled through the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next one, Return of the Fly. This is a f- this was a packed episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the return of Baxter Stockman, uh, and it's really one of the first ones where we see a re- reoccurring character like come back or even come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these episodes have brand new characters or characters we've never seen before that we expected to show up. Um, this is one where, Hey, Baxter's still a thing. Remember go buy his action figure. I still got him somewhere. Um, let's see. He shows up kind of like a ghost looking. Oh, that's right. Like a, like oh, a yeah, force I, ghost. I actually had to go, go back and read like synopsis of previous episodes to find out why he was a ghost. And it's because he was trapped in dimension X. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, how did he get there? And he's yeah, in between dimensions. He was in between dimensions and he had to grab like a, what was it? A, a he, lightning rod and it got struck by lightning. And, where there was no rain and at all. Boom. He's yeah, back. Yeah. I was like, okay, well that's, that's an easy MacGuffin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you're right. This was a packed episode because the rat King shows up. Yeah. It's like, why is the rat King in this episode? Why not? Well, they need to get water for the technodrome because it's going to overheat. I was like, really? <laughs> really? It's, you know, it's, it's always something small that the technodrome needs every yeah. time. Like every time. all the plots are all the same, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> crazy. So they're going to tap in, they're going to get into the sewer, tap into the reservoir, whatever. That's right. And of course the rat king lives in the, in the sewer. Yeah. And, uh, turtles are walking around trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and Baxter ends up kidnapping April. Yep. And um, then while their turtles are looking for April, they find the Rat King. And they actually enlist the Rat King's help because he likes April. Like, she has really nice fur. I mean, hair. I'm like, <laughs> what? It's so weird. Did they just say that? <laughs> that what? So he's actually not half bad. In this episode. Well, I, the Rat King has always been kind of this weird, like, he's not an anti-hero, but he's not like a full-on villain. He's like a weird hobo. He's a, yes, that's what he is. Oh, he's hey, just, guys. He's a weirdo that kind of wants to be left alone. And yeah. when you don't leave him alone, he gets you back. And he's like, hey, is that a pizza? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I should have written all the terrible pizzas, like pineapple. Oh, there were a lot of really bad pizzas in this run. Pickles and peanut butter custard yogurt ice cream licorice whatever i don't know oh then there's a freeze ray yeah they have freeze rays uh, people rock study like forget them use freeze rays why not yeah yeah and there's a lot of bad tracking in these episodes that i watched lionsgate did not do very well with correcting that oh issue at all yeah no no, Lionsgate's job was to get get these things out the door, pretty much, so they could cash in on the license. Like yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, I'll, and it took how long did it take them to release all the DVDs? It took them God. fifteen years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then now you can buy all of it for like uh, thirty seven dollars. Yeah, but that just just think about that for a minute, folks. One hundred and ninety two episodes, I think. Yep. For thirty-seven dollars, mm-hmm. that ain't bad. And I'm an idiot over here buying them two at a time for fifteen. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I uh, this is one of those episodes I don't even remember how it ended. I think they got flushed. That sounds right. Back down. This I watched this one on VHS. Yeah. So, and they find April. You know, Shredder discovers Baxter. They he traps him. It's like, hey, Baxter, I'm your friend. I'll make you a deal. Turn you back into a human if you help me take out the turtles. Of course they don't. Of course not. Yeah. But yeah, like Baxter ends up working for the Shredder again in the episode, which kind of... Pop up probably later. Kind of neuters his whole plan to get revenge on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Baxter was never a good bad guy. He was a smart crony. Mm -hmm. That's that's his job. Yeah. Um, What's next? Ooh wee! I'm I'm gonna say this is probably my favorite episode. I uh, regret not underlining this one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, well, I'm gonna go ahead and put stars next to mine. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is Casey Jones' outlaw hero, and 
I, honest to God, never saw this episode as a child. Really? Now, I've seen it, you know, since I got the DVDs and whatever mm. and, and whatnot, but the Casey Jones action figure, I did not know where that, like, I knew he was a Turtles character, but I didn't know the context. Yeah. And this was before the movie came out, so I really didn't know the context of the action action figure. Mm-hmm. Have, after watching the movie, I was like, oh, this must be the same character, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I actually still have his figure. I don't know. I don't remember how I've got I got him or like what again them. what context I was like oh that guy looks cool I'll take that yeah 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 so Casey Jones is your stereotypical uh, vigilante like mm-hmm. he's like he's supposed to be sounds like Dirty Harry he very much sounds like Dirty Dirty Harry and he is very angry and he is more off his rails off the rails in this iteration than we've seen him in anything else. Yeah. It, like he's a psycho. Mm-hmm. He's a goofball. What, what, let's see. What was the words? Oh, Donatello called him a dingaling. Okay. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, quote, what a dingaling. <laughs> and I wrote it down. Was that on VHS? Yeah. That you watched? Yeah. No, no, that one I didn't see on VHS. Okay. No. I'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. This episode is cool because Casey is such a, this is a violent episode. Yeah, he was just tearing everything up. Yeah, like he, it, it's like it's like they they got them the 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 note from the from from the syndication. They're like, you can only have one violent character this season. Yeah. And they're like, let's make it Casey. Yeah, I think this was a David Wise episode. Maybe that's why. I don't yeah. know. He Casey. One thing that I love about Casey Jones mm-hmm. in this entire series is, or at least in the, these this run of episodes, he doesn't take his mask off. No, for anything ever. It's that's just his face. Yeah, and it's not in this episode, but mm-hmm. later he's wearing a suit. <laughs> so good. It's so stupid. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he goes on a crime wave cleanup. And conveniently, Shredder is controlling devices with m- l- tiny little bugs. Mini microbots. Yeah. But before that, Thompson uh, wakes up April in the middle of the night. I was like, it, is April wearing a nightgown? Well, yeah. She's not like, going to sleep in her jumpsuit, Jeff. Hey, sometimes they do that. You sleep in a jumpsuit. <laughs> in animation, they do that. Because animation, it ain't cheap. I would love to see a version of the turtles where like they call Michelangelo at midnight and he wakes up and he has to put his shell on. Like Ooh. that would be really funny. Oh, that'd be so freaky. It'd be so funny. Uh, cause they don't come out of their shell. No, they don't unless they want to go on tour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> so Casey and the turtles specifically Casey beat the crap out of some machines like everything from toasters to ovens to everything. 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 Like vacuum cleaners. And it, it's just it's it's a opportunity for there to actually be some pseudo violence in this series. And you get some moments with Raph like I'm really starting to dislike this guy. Oh yeah. So you get a couple of little moments there that that hint towards the the, the original origin of the character. Yeah. Yeah, like the the last note that I have on this is the the turtles fight a giant knucklehead. Oh, yeah. Which was like, actually piloted by Krang. Yeah. The back and forth is really, really good. Like that split scene where April's like, why don't they do this? And then they're, 
it cuts to Raphael. I'm like, well, why don't you try doing it? <laughs> it was great. Yep, yep. There were like, there, there were some good uh, fourth wall breaks. This is probably the yeah. best episode of the season so far. Yes, like this is probably. I mean, and this is the one that I remember watching so much of in mm-hmm. reruns. That and the. Corporate Raiders from Dimension X. I, I actually we're, loved Corporate Raiders from we're, Dimension X. We're getting X. to that. We're yeah. getting to that. Those are my top. Those are my top two. Krang doesn't come to the surface very often. No, he doesn't. When he does, it's a big deal. Folks. When it's when he does, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, he came to the surface to pilot this knucklehead, and of course, they they get defeated by the turtles and Casey. But that was yes, that's one of the better episodes of the season. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if they put extra like resources into it or extra effort into it or just they wanted to do the casey jones character some justice mm-hmm. animation looks a lot better too yeah it like it it's solid that episode is solid it's very solid now from a very solid episode to a very not solid episode mutagen monster ah but we have kind of that cbs style looking models like the animation was pretty good in this one okay the CBS season had that consistency of mm-hmm. animation where it all kind of pretty much was uniformed. Like it looked very, like the turtles actually looked instead of puffy and fat, they looked pretty muscular and kind yeah, of like yeah. streamlined. So that the animation in this was pretty good. But this story was just garbage. It's kind of bonkers. Just bad. But uh, I don't know. I kind of liked it. The, uh, Not as much as the Casey one, but it was a typical the animation was good. That's fine. That's yeah. but, but it's it's interesting that you can say that about this episode, mm-hmm. considering the animation in the rest of the season was hot garbage. It was. Yeah. It really, really was. So I, it's hard for me to look at that and be like, oh, positive. It's like, well, it's the exception that proves the rule, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why they put all the money into this episode or whoever, whatever company. I'm sure they had animated. multiple teams. Like, yeah. again, every day. So they had to have had multiple teams doing all of this. Yeah. And you can tell almost from scene to scene in a lot of these that the same dude wasn't animating the turtles in scene A versus scene B. Right. And and and, this, and I'm not even talking about the, your occasional, oh, this turtle's the wrong color. They just don't, in a lot of scenes, they just don't look right. Yeah. Like the, 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 the uh, proportions on their faces is, differ from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. But... That's the kind of stuff that, stuff that would happen in the 80s. Like, it wasn't about making a quality product. It was about making a product for kids. It, it, it was specifically this one because mm-hmm. of the sheer amount of popularity and the sheer amount of we had to get as much in your face as possible. Yeah, we had to get as much. Yeah, it, we had to get as many yeah. episodes out there as we possibly could so we could monetize everything. And they did. Yeah. And it and depends. It does. It does differ. Like Thundercats was very consistent. Mm-hmm. Silverhawks, Transformers, until you got to the Korean when they went to Korea. Mm-hmm. But again, when you're looking at 192 some freaking episodes, <laughs> yes. yeah, you know, 40 of which came out in one year. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Thundercats was super, super consistent, and I think a lot of those people went to work for Studio Ghibli. Oh, which okay. Is very significant. But that I digress. You get, yeah, you did, Jeff. Yeah, but you get the point I'm trying to make, folks. <laughs> uh, Munition Monster. I, I don't even want to talk about this one that much. Shredder causes a chemical spill at a train station that creates mutagen on the ground. He's trying to hijack. They need to hijack the train to get the chemicals to make mutagen so they can do whatever. Mutagen is... Uh, they have no trouble finding mutagen crap any other episode. Yeah. Um, 
Actually brings some foot soldiers along. Yeah, yeah. It mutates a cow into this weird, crazy mutagen bull thing. It was a bull. Huh? Or was it two bulls? It was one bull. Into a giant... And yeah, into this giant, weird, multi-horned bull. Yeah, well, that like split itself in half. Well, there are like two. There are two cows or two bulls, whatever. A lot of these episodes, I I don't feel like they were high making. <laughs> this one, it would not surprise me if they were on some drugs when they wrote this episode. Eh. Just saying, I'm not I'm not accusing. I'm just saying it would not surprise me. There is a moment in this that's like one of my favorite Raphael moments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're trying to get the they're trying to wrangle the bull away from town and stuff like that and they're on the cheapskates which was a nice little touch and they zoom through a hedge and Raphael's like where's the beef oh, oh there it is <laughs> one of one of my <laughs> one of my notes here is cow puns yeah because it was dozens of cow puns dozens it almost every line at one point was just a cow pun after a cow pun after a cow pun. Uh, Donnie ends up using an atom smasher. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he ends up using an atom smasher to 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 destabilize or to stabilize the mutagenic whatever and cure the cow of its ailments. Pretty sure they had to put those cows down because you can't use that beef. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like that episode. There was some fun stuff in it, but just uh, uh-uh. let's go to a much better episode. Corporate yes. raiders. From Dimension X. This one I have underlined absolutely. I have a pretty beefy note section. Okay. Um, um, well, then let me go through my notes because they're okay, not beefy. Okay, sure. Uh, sure. Kidnappings in New York City. Possible. <laughs> the, the turtles were gonna gonna opt out. They're like not our bar- not our problem until yeah, I found out that, that it was gonna possibly cause a, a pizza shortage. Yeah, from the um, Behemoth Baking Company. Yeah, it's gonna cause a pizza crust dough global shortage. Like that's it. <laughs> now they're playing dirty pool. And they, yeah, that's where we live. Yeah, yeah. So the turtles tap Casey for some help, which was a cool which was a cool like addition. I don't see that Casey was really necessary. Eh, like I mean, it, why not? It, it was cool, but it, it's not like well, they it, couldn't have done that with someone else. No, they couldn't because you don't know his face. Period. Nobody sees his face. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I'll give like, you like that. April, she's too recognizable. Irma, eh, she doesn't have the chops. Vern, goes, well. Of course, you're not. You don't know his face because it doesn't show his face ever. We talked about that ever, but we 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 get turtles in disguises again. Of course. I love when turtles are in disguises. Construction workers. Yeah. With beards. <laughs> that makes me happy. Yeah. I love that they were on a stakeout. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm like, hey, we're undercover. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, and, don't and, don't pay attention to these big green construction workers. And I was like, man, you guys got to get more sun. I love the names of these corporations. The They're staking out the incredibly huge corporations. What? Yeah. The incredibly huge corporations, one of the ones that hadn't been hit yet. And then they get hit, and then they have to go, uh, well, we need, or the, there's like the itty-bitty corporation. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, Man, it's hard to remember all these details. Yeah. That's why I made a lot of notes. And so the turtles get their shells waxed by the corporate businessmen. Yeah. And um, they're like, okay, we need to rethink. And uh, so, like, let's go to the Russian pizza room because, yeah, pizza's big in Russia. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we need Casey. Of course. 
to inf- infiltrate. Yeah, let's put out an ad in the newspaper. It's like, okay, lawbreaker. Yeah, we're going to, it's like, take out a, Alan, want to take out a personal ad. Attention, Casey Jones, I'm going to rob the candy machine at midnight, <laughs> blah, 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 try and stop me. I'm like, this is very specific. How do you know he reads the newspaper? Well, it worked. It worked. Of course it did. The turtles clue him in. It's like, hey, it's like you know, people are getting kidnapped. Like, oh, those are the those are the biggest crimes in the city right now. Um, <laughs> my dirty, hairy voice is not very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, I'm in. Um, so Casey gets in. He infiltrates it. Yeah, yeah. He's dressed in a fancy suit, fancy suit, and a hockey mask with his his golf bag. I, I almost. Track down a screenshot of, yeah. of Casey Jones wearing a suit and a hockey mask because mm-hmm. that was I laughed out loud. Yeah, when I saw that. Yeah. Uh, long story short, Casey, or we you, we find out that Shredder is behind the whole thing. Yeah, that's where the episode falls apart for me. Yeah, because up until the third act, we did not know who the shadowy figure was, mm-hmm. and. I was excited at the prospect that this episode didn't have Shredder in it. Yeah. Because every other episode had Shredder in, in it up mm-hmm. until this point. He's, so He's taken over the company of Octopus Inc. Yeah. Uh, which is a great name for a company. D- yeah. Oct- Octopus Inc. Is, that's so, again, so dumb. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And all the people who are brainwashed, they can be yeah. unbrainwashed by getting them wet, which seems really inconvenient considering they're all going to shower at some point. It, it's Or if they're under mind control, don't shower. So now you just have a bunch of stinky businessmen? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and businesswomen. Yeah. Yeah. Equal opportunity. Uh, Stink. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, like, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. We could be bumping Rocksteady in business suits. That, too. That, too, man. Yeah. That's fun. When, whenever they wear costumes, dude. Yeah. You, it's, yeah. It's, it, it tickles my fancy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with you on that because I would have liked to have seen something a little different. I like when they go after like mobsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the better episodes. Probably the best. I don't know about the best. My my top two are, are, are Casey Jones and Corporate Raiders. So the two with Casey. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, because I've, I've watched those so many times. I think I either recorded them or they just played so much. I just, they've just been ingrained in my mind. Okay. And oh, we had a, a wacky, terrible retro catapult. Like it'll work this time. No, it won't. No, it won't. So where Donnie, Don, you know, all of his stuff doesn't work. Actually, I'm going to take this moment now to to go to, to one of my notes about the entire season or to, to entire run. This was the first real run of television episodes where we saw action figures mm-hmm. and accessories come out of it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the uh, the cheapskates. Yeah. You mentioned the 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 the, the what was it that the the garbage can launcher thing what was it called retro catapult the, yeah the retro catapult that was an actual action mm-hmm. figure knucklehead the knucklehead um, Casey Jones of course mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the upcoming episodes that we're going to talk about had characters that turned into action figures eventually mm-hmm. um, there was one other one oh that the 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 toilet seat thing that they poured ooze through and they were going to kill Michelangelo with it later in the season. Ah, the flushomatic torture device. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that thing was an action figure, yeah. or was an accessory. Like they, they're really starting to learn. If we put these in the TV show, yeah, Kids we can then them. sell them to people later. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, let's talk about pizza by the shred. What a time to be alive, Sergio. I know. I know. Uh, 
I love the art for all those toys, by the way. All the boxes and stuff was oh, yeah. great. Pizza by the Shred. I underlined this one because I was really, really happy with the idea of Shredder becoming a pizza man. Oof. But again, health code violations. So, again, really bad idea, but... Yeah, very bad. Secretly a really good idea? Yeah, he's like, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady are rolling in around in their skivvies on the on the meat. Oh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so yeah, Michelangelo accidentally gets a job working for the shredder who has opened a pizza place to capture the turtles, but the turtles already had money. We blew our money on other stuff. I'm like, how do you have money? Yeah. What do you even do? They they get an allowance from April. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Or people flush money all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We get to see the, uh, the, the car, the the neutrinos car. car. Yeah. The star Star car. car. Is that what it's called? Star cruiser. Star cruiser. That's it. Yeah. And he he used the Star Cruiser to d- deliver pizzas. It wasn't finished. It Don- didn't have air brakes. Nope. Donnie wasn't no finished. Air brakes. He wasn't finished working on it. Uh, April ends up delivering a pizza to the Rat King. Like this this episode is bonkers. <laughs> My note here says super weird episode. <laughs> it is super weird. It's really really. It it has everything from the Star Cruiser to Rat King to to, to Shredder owning a pizza place like it's a fun fun weird very very ninja turtles episode yeah yeah animation is a little bit more wacky yeah not as i want to say the greens were darker not as like light in some of the previous episodes where Mm -hmm. we're just like oh man this is just so bad but it's getting yeah. It's getting a little better. Yeah. Again, they're not making these TV shows for thirty-five, forty-year-old yeah. men. So, yeah. I guarantee you, as a six-year-old, I wasn't like, "Oh, those greens are wrong." I think I questioned. I'm like, "Why does the animation look weird?" I didn't. I didn't at all. Maybe at all. I think I had those questions. Uh, let's jump to Super Bebop and Mighty Rebop. <laughs> Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady. <laughs> I didn't take many notes on this one. Okay, so Crane creates the memorizer. Mesmerizer. Mesmerizer. Oh, yeah, yeah to turn people mesmerizer. into zombies, basically. Yeah, mindless turns people drones. into mindless drones. He also creates Bob, Bebop and Rocksteady robots. Because the other ones can't do anything right. That is correct. Um, yeah, this is another weird episode. I didn't like this one nearly as much. Yeah. Um, with 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 a episode title like Super Bebop and Mighty Re- uh, Rocksteady, you would just assume that they'd be like superheroes or superpowered. But that's what I thought. But it's not. They're no. robots, and that's not nearly as interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get some good scenes with humans acting like babies, yeah, and humans acting like uh, like animals, yeah, uh, including the one and only Shredder, yeah. So uh, we should have seen that coming. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw it coming, but when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> of course we're going to see that. Go get him, Uncle Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, what's funny is like, you know, we, we keep bringing up Uncle Phil, but in some of the episodes of Fresh Prince, when he's pissed off at Will. Oh, yes. You can hear the shredder. He's the shredder. <laughs> he's I was just like, the shredder. Oh, my God. This is great. Like, to be fair, if this was a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air podcast, I would be calling him the shredder. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, just, just to, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get all those box sets. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about that one. It was, it was perfectly fine. Yeah. It, yeah. Of course, be about rock city 
break, you know, break the mesmerizer. Pieces fall out. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. And so, you know, you get Mighty Bebop and Super Rocksteady. Or, yeah, Super Bebop and Mighty Rocksteady, sorry. Yeah. And, of course, they screw up. Of course. Of course. And, of course, they end up winning in the end. Uh, the Turtles end up winning in the end, of course. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. seeing a pattern here? Yeah. Like every episode. Very formulaic. Very, very. Uh, let's jump to one of the more interesting episodes, Beware the Lotus. Yes. Uh, this one is actually kind of cool. Yeah. It's 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 got some ninja stuff in it. It's got uh, some decent character development mm-hmm. with one of the turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, Shredder, or Krang brings in a replacement ninja to basically replace the Shredder because the Shredder's been a chucklehead for three seasons at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a girl ninja named Lotus. Yeah. And her calling card is to leave a lotus blossom. Mm-hmm. Like whenever she, she does some ninjaing. Ninjaing? Ninja stuff. Ninja stuff. Yeah. And she's, she's pretty proficient, you know, especially coming off of, you know, the failure that is the shredder. Mm-hmm. There's some real heavy Karai vibes coming off this. Yeah. And Karai didn't come out until like the 90s. So Lotus came before, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Karai didn't show up until City at War. Karai did not show up until City at War. That is so correct. Lotus came before. So I'm wondering if maybe there's some inspiration. Maybe. For Karai. I could be mistaken, but it really feels that way, especially given, you know, that the, the one-on-one with Leo. Exactly. And yeah. Her. So ex- that, ex- yes. Yes. Uh, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Her first appearance was, I'm looking it up. Number 53, mm-hmm. uh, city at war in 1992. Ooh. Yeah. So this was a good three years before. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, it's odd that you point that out, but you're right. Like the, the, the character development I was going to mention is Leo. Like Leo kind of gets flirty with her. Yeah, she, he's like, join us. Like, you're yeah. cool. We can totally. Like, hey, you're, we can ninja together. What up? Your your swords skill is pretty good. Yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. I like them swords. Hey, girl. Uh, and that's a side of Leo, or just a side of the turtles that we don't ever see. Mm-mm. Not at all. Like at all. Especially not in this cartoon. Mm-hmm. And to see that dynamic carry over into the Karai character again, I. You're right. I, I don't know if it's directly influenced by, mm-hmm. but it's interesting that that's basically how it's played out. Yeah, in a lot of other mediums. Yeah, I mean, you especially see that in the 2012 CG, yes. CGI Turtles. Yeah, yeah. There, there's even a, a bit of it in 2000, uh, like in in 2K3, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, she actually tracks down the turtles. With some kind of weird vacuum with a nose on the end of it. <laughs> yeah, she Which she was, gets turtle DNA yeah. and puts it into this vacuum that smells. Yeah. And, and apparently DNA stinks. I don't know. <laughs> apparently. They track it down with a super sniffer, you know, and um, she just busts open the side wall of, one of, the, of, of the lair mm-hmm. with some foot soldiers, and they just start duking it out. And I was like, that's pretty dope. And yeah. just when Leo is about to win... She's got a little surprise. She's got a, little a rocket, rocket, rocket handle. Yeah, yeah. Shoots him into the wall and knocks him loopy. It was 
really good to see actual fighting. Oh yeah. Uh, which is going to throw me into another one of my, my one of my uh, notes about the entire season. Mm-hmm. They don't really use their weapons at all. No. Like, you'll see Raph throw a sigh every once in a while. Michelangelo may spin his nunchucks. Donatello may spin his bow. But I'm pretty sure they use pizzas as weapons more often than they do their weapons. It's getting less and less. But like like in Corporate Raiders from Dimension X, when they're about to fight some of the dudes and they're, you know, disguised in their construction outfits, they all pick up their weapons. It was like, all right, Michelangelo, like, hey... I guess you're going to get these hands. <laughs> I was like, wait, you got nunchucks back there, man. There are a lot it's of scenes coming. where they just don't have any weapons. Yeah. Like they literally aren't wearing them. They didn't bother to animate them. Yeah. They just aren't there. Yeah. But they just magically appear. I'm like, oh, hey, guys. It's like, oh, oh yeah, he does have a sword. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. And like Donatello's wearing like this giant beefy like winter coat. Let me just pull that bow staff out of nowhere. I'm like, like, wait, what? This was the first time watching a bunch of episodes where I literally felt bad for you specifically. Yeah. Because I know how much you like action and fighting and, and choreography and, and just you want things to be action-packed and exciting. And this run of episodes is not that. I don't I still enjoy. I still enjoyed them. You know, like this is minus. Le- this is legit comedy, is what this is. I think that's why I kind of tuned out a little bit as a kid. I'm like, mm-hmm. where's all the action at? Yeah, and, you know, this is this is where the show slumped. I wouldn't even say slumped. Just picked a lane. The lane that it picked was mm-hmm. not action packed. It was let's be really funny mm-hmm. and try to get these kids giggling so they'll bug their parents to buy stuff. We're talking what 14 episodes where nothing. There were there were full episodes where they did not use their weapons. Yeah, which is bonkers. It is. Parent groups, man. Uh, what else do you have to say about Beware the Lotus? I really dug this episode. Um, like you said, there's you know they they tried to do something a little different, mm-hmm. um, and then it just kind of goes back to normal after that. Which I would have liked to have seen more character development. Yeah, I kind of want Lotus to come back as a character. I don't think she ever does. I know. Like I, w- I, I, I want Lotus to show up in like IDW or something. Yeah, like that'd just be fun. out of just out of nowhere. It that'd would be, be great. Yeah, that would be great. We, um, could, we could probably skip episode twenty nine. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> so. Kids, back before there were you know reruns on demand, DVDs and whatnot. You know, streaming and binging. It was hey. If you miss an episode, you just miss it. And in a lot of cases, if you missed some episodes, a TV show would have a clip a clip show where they put all their funniest or most impactful instances into one and they weave it together with the with the characters telling a story, right? And that's what this was. It was the turtles just telling a story about stories that they've already that have already happened to them. And it was a lot of people saw it as very lazy. Which it was, but it also had a point. Yeah. Because uh, there were no reruns. Or there were reruns, but they weren't, like, scheduled. It's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, if you missed episode 27, tune in on Thursday. Episode 27 will be back. No, it's, oh, it's this episode's on now. Yeah. Okay, cool. And there was no going, you know, popping down to the Walmart to buy the DVD. It just, you missed it, you missed it. So clip clip shows were justified. Mm -hmm. Now, if a show did one today... It would be very questionable, and it'd be like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" Yeah, no, yeah, clip no. shows are dumb. Yeah, so let's just skip this one, unless you have other notes. 
Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's basically, oh god, it's, it's the the whole plot of this one's just dumb. It's called Blast from the Past. Basically, recycled footage. Sure plans to use these sacred scrolls against the turtles and resurrect. The he was the creator of the Foot Clan, Shibuno right? Shibano San, founder of the Foot Clan. Yeah, yeah. And through all this, Splinter basically loses his memory. Um, it's flashback episode to try and make him remember who he who he is. And oh god, <laughs> even your notes are boring. <laughs> even my notes are boring. Um, this this episode basically reminds you, hey kids, the first five episodes and the animation of the first five episodes are way better than this yeah, one. Yeah, that, that those flashbacks really told on this season. It did, it really did. It did. Um, so basically, it ends with Splinter kind of remembering, like the only the only true master of the foot would know the curly maneuver, which is basically you find out that the shredder is no match for Three Stooges style. And that's it. I love Three Stooges, but that was dumb. Uh, yes. Yes, that whole episode was... Yeah. <sighs> let's let's wash our hands of that and move on to a much better episode. Yes. Leatherhead, Terror of the Swamp. Yes. Voiced by the amazing Jim Cummings, I guarantee. Yes. Uh, this was the debut of Leatherhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we find out that he was a... A turtle, or not turtle. <laughs> Leatherhead uh, was a turtle, folks. He was, you he heard a, it here first. He was a gator. In the swamps of Florida. Swamps of Florida that was mutated by the same uh, mute, uh, mutagen that changed the punk, punk frogs into punk frogs. Yeah. And who comes back in this episode? The punk frogs. Yeah. Like, hey, we were just talking about you guys. It's, it's a weird departure for the Leatherhead character. Yeah. I love the sound effect when he transforms. I was like, that's, I like that sound. Oh, I don't remember. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of a weird ah, metally tinge to it. It's fun. <laughs> I love sound effects. Like the, the letter, the, the leatherhead character in the original comics, which we're actually going to talk about next episode, I believe. Mm. Uh, he, he wasn't Cajun yeah. <laughs> at all. He he wasn't he like he was super smart. He mm-hmm. was related to the 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 uh, the, the storyline. Like mm-hmm. the only thing that they took from the original character was he was an alligator. He was huge, and the fact that he was mutated, I guess. Like the, the, that's really that's it, and his name. Yeah. So, but I do like where they went. They, the the having him be a Cajun Gator makes complete sense. Yeah. Uh, and and I like that. They created him in an in an area where he's not always going to be there. He's not going to be like the Rat King. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, "Hey, I'm down here, guys." <laughs> yeah. No, he's like he's in Florida. Like they could literally have another television show where the punk frogs are the main characters and Leatherhead is their shredder. Shredder. Kind of surprised we didn't get a punk frog spinoff. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. My notes here: set in the swamp, turtles find fountain of youth, which is really weird. Very bonkers. Uh, yeah, that's weird. April and, and the sh- and the turtles end up in Florida, and they end up in quicksand, and they are tra- Leatherhead's trying to capture them. The, the Shredder and Krang are trying to enlist him to you know join yeah. their cause and get mm-hmm. the turtles, and it's like eh, okay, sure, why not? Yet another episode where Shredder was unnecessary. I agree. There was no need for Shredder to go to Florida. Mm-mm. It's like Ooh. work on his tan, I guess, or you like, know get more youthful. Ha ha! And 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 actually, I, I take that back. 
I don't take it back. No, he was useless until the end yeah. when we got to see Baby Shredder. Yeah. Like, Baby Shredder makes the episode completely, completely worth it. Yeah. Uh-oh. We, it was a, like a boom, boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Rocksteady, it's your turn to change the diapers. <laughs> oh, and we find out exactly how old April is. 28? 28. 28. And she feels like she's she's old. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, let me jump in that fountain of youth. Huh? She's been in the she's been in the new action news game for a while, so it it ages you. Apparently, apparently, yeah. Hanging out in the sewers, it's got, not good for the skin. Got no wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. So, so I really like this episode, just because I like the Leatherhead character. I like the change of scenery. I like the punk frogs. I got his action figure. Now, his action figure was like not proportioned right. Like he was kind of low to the ground instead he, of like straight up. He right, like you know? they they chose to make his character frumpy, not frumpy, not frumpy, um, humpy. No, 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 no. Like instead of a a biped, yeah, they made him a quadruped. Yeah, which I think that was so they could fit him in the package. Maybe um, I would have liked to have seen. Oh, you know what? Probably NECA will make one that's accurate to the show. Oh, that would be nice. We get in those. That would that would be really nice. As we get Metalhead coming, like come um, on. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to Michelangelo's birthday. Yeah. This is a pretty well-worn type of story. Mm-hmm. They use it in in several several shows and stuff. You know, oh, he's so happy it's his birthday. Nobody remembers, so he gets angry and he leaves. Uh, yeah, and they've done that so many times. Yeah, throughout yeah. the eighties, it's, it's funny because spe- speaking of someone whose birthday is actually today, oh, that's me. Hey, I hope people don't know it's my birthday. Like anybody, anybody who put stuff on my timeline today was, and was like, "Happy birthday!" I deleted it. I was like, "Nope, yeah. nope, 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 yeah. nope." I don't, I don't need any unnecessary attention. Facebook Stop it! Quick. Oh, no, Jeff. It, no. Uh, yeah, Mikey leaves the team because his 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 turtle brothers are like yeah they 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 pretend to not remember that it's his birthday mm-hmm. which makes me wonder how do they know what their birthdays are yeah that 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 doesn't make whatever splinter tells them canonical sense cuz when splinter found them they were already hatched yeah so unless they knew it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Sorry. Well, on that day, they instantly mutated into humanoid form. That is not the same yeah, day. It didn't take that. Yeah. In in this show, it is. They hatched and then mutated immediately. Well, I guess if you go off their mutation day. Okay. But then they would all have the same birthday. Well, that is true. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, I got a headache. This made me scratch my beard unnecessarily. Uh, this was a fun episode. Just because it was very Mikey centric, yeah. Uh, Shredder was trying to retro mutate all of them, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently is retro mutagen spray. Yeah, uh, it didn't work. Nope. He sprayed three of the turtles, and instead of unmutating, they inflated like blimps. This is very weird, and that didn't make sense to me. No. Nope. What doesn't make even more sense is when I think wasn't it was it was goop outside the technodrome in the lava and Shredder just dips his hand in it and I'm like okay literally your hand should be gone <laughs> again suspension of disbelief it's all in yeah it's, it's, it's set on 11 yeah. like yeah. absolutely I, I and this is one I don't even remember how it ended like at all <sighs> neither do you uh, 
I just watched it today. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just watched this one today, and it, I got the eighty day. It, it after the three turtles inflated, I was like, all right, I'm oh, done. oh yeah, no, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, I got it. They can't figure out how to 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 get them back, and Master Splinter just happens to have this magic box with like three little things in it. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and he's sitting there like doing some chant, and like the the balls start floating, and like they're shiny and glowing, and they fly around the uh the three turtles and turn them back to normal and then like what was that mothballs i'm like how does that anything will happen if you believe it to happen or whatever and i'm like okay i remember that now what yeah. oh come on so when in doubt yeah just mumble some ninja mystic stuff and let's talk about usagi ojimbo yes uh i don't know if i've said this before on the podcast i know i've said it to you don't do it i'm not a fan and why are you not a fan of, I, of okay let's let's just take a look at this why are you not a fan of a rabbit brandishing samurai swords I have nothing I have no issues with that with the, the you know that idea or that theme or him even coming from a a land of animals mm-hmm. like all of that seems cool <laughs> call we call it lanimals lanimals yeah <laughs> uh, that's so stupid I I don't think they've ever done anything interesting enough with his character in the crossovers for me to care. Okay. And this episode is very much, that is very much the case. Mm-hmm. Like other than just introducing where he came from and who he is, the rest of the episode has nothing interesting in it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And, you know, they've, I've very recently read all of the crossover comics. I've, you know, rewatched, uh, some of the stuff just trying to find out like, where's the disconnect here? Mm-hmm. And I think the closest to liking it that I ever was, was the, the two K three crossover. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was dope. Yeah. That one actually, you know, delved into what, Usa- you know, who Usagi Ojimbo is. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just meh. Yeah. And, or, and, and also I, uh, I don't think I like Stan Sakai's writing style. I, I I don't know because he did he did a whole IDW like long story and mm-hmm. the entire time I was like can this end mm-hmm. I, I'm just not into it just not into it I'm yeah. I'm allowed to not be into it Jeff well you are you're not now <laughs> now to emphasize folks you're not you're not hating on no, it no I'm just not into or it. not just you know you know yeah we're not saying it's bad it's just some people can't get into certain things right right and that's fine yeah that's I, fine. I, yeah I, I don't inherently hate the idea of a samurai rabbit. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the execution. So yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, it's fine. As for this episode, uh, we get some cool stuff though. We, we did we get, get some, some pretty cool, cool stuff. stuff. Not much of it made sense, but we got some cool stuff. Like I like how they got Usagi into the the, the universe through the transdimensional yeah. portal that just is sitting in Donatello's living room. Yeah, it's like, oh hey guys, by the way, I just whipped this up. That's a good impression. I like oh, that. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah. Well, that was the off-sounding Donatello, <laughs> who happens a couple of times, which is not. This one's actually a little better. Yeah, yeah. Um, than some of the previous ones, and his the the guy's uh, bebop is not bad. Um, yeah, Shredder is trying to t- teleport stuff from Dimension X, like he do, like he do. Uh, we get a gen- a general trag for uh, a second, for a second in there. I was like, oh, dude, he's so bo- oh, he's gone. I do, I do miss General Trag. Yeah. Um, then they end up going to a. A, a mystic animal guy yeah who is f- old friends with splinter oh, what's his name 
Oh, bento san is like a ben- ben- bento is like a lunchbox. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, yeah, bento let me, box. Let me have a yeah. bento box. I was like, um, bento san. What? What? Oh, bento san. I was like, okay. Yeah. Why did they go to that guy again? He, okay, so basically Shredder is trying to, he's teleporting the foot soldiers all over town. And uh, so they're trying to find (laughs) baby son. I'm like, what? Don't, don't, what? And we find out that it's this giant freaking dragon in this cocoon. Yeah. That they have to like take and throw uh, into a smokestack. Um, But before that, we get, you know, Usagi used to the real world and like, hey, what's this? Hey, what's that? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite, my, probably my favorite part is when the foot soldiers surround them. Oh, yeah. And Usagi just weighs yeah. laced, just just weigh, just lays waste to these dudes. He cuts a soldier in half, cuts her head off. I mean, you see it. I'm like, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. remember that, and I'm like, that's nice. And eventually, Leo does the same. He chops the soldier's head off. I'm like, ooh, then why don't you ever do this when there's yeah. not other impressive why, ninjas around? Why can't we have more <laughs> of that? But eventually, they, you know, they wake the dragon. Uh, it goes on a rampage, and they get Obento San to help them with the aid of some blue candle. He's like, here, eat this. Eat, eat a blue candle. Eat a blue candle. And you'll and it, jump back into your cocoon. Basically. And Usagi can't get back home, so he's, you know, Bindu-san decides, hey, I'll look after you, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so if he ever shows back up, um, it's been a while since I've watched all of it, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I kind of regret cutting off the episode number that where we did because the episode after the last one that we watched mm-hmm. is the next Usagi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, it's, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I mean that's it's right. it's real quick. So yeah. next time we talk about season three, yeah, we'll I guess we'll get the end of that storyline. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it, it was it was good to I don't say it was good to see, but it's it's good to see that he's stranded, but they're going to do something with it. Yeah, which is not something you can say about a lot of characters. Mm-mm. A lot of characters are introduced and then just kind of left yeah. to flounder for you know three seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jeff, we've reached the end of the line with the case of the hot kimono. Yes, and it's it, it's not hot in the way that you would think hot. No, it's 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 hot in like that it's stolen. Yeah, stolen kimono. Yeah. Let's see. So April's aunt visits. She's a mystery a mystery solver. What's her name? Agatha Marbles. Agatha, <laughs> Agatha Marbles. Or, which is obviously a, a play on Agatha Christie. Or, and Miss Marbles. Yeah. So combining the both. Yeah. But she kind of looked like uh, she kind of looked like a murder she wrote. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Angela <laughs> Lansbury. Lansbury. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we have the return of Don Tertelli. Now wait a minute. <laughs> Wasn't he a big dude in a he, couple episodes? See, he was. He hit. He hit the gym. Hey, look. He's had. He's had a season to slim down. Yeah, I thought I wasn't going crazy. I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. Yeah, this guy looks like some kind of discount magician. Oh yeah, yeah. He he. They, he, they changed his character uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And so his henchman looks exactly like the old version mm-hmm. of him. Okay, I'm glad I'm not going crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the internet also pointed that out. I thought about it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, he looks different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's stealing kimonos, and Splinter's kimono gets stolen. Yeah. It's, and we get to see Splinter wearing a robe, which was really, really cool. It looks like a pimp's robe. It's like a smoking jacket. Like yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, hello, April. It's like, uh, uh, hey, ladies. It's like, Sorry, my kimono's being clean. Would you like some <laughs> sushi? <laughs> Uh, so, so Miss Marbles is on the case. She's on the case, and she hasn't lost him yet. And 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 she she uses really cunning detective work yeah. to track down where the you know who has the kimono, why they have the kimono, blah 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 blah. It's 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 very kind of seat of your pants. Like, oh look what I found. Yeah, I'm. But the bites on this indicate that the person who bit it was six two you know like just using very uh lawn ordery just hacky sherlock holmes yeah just just Hoke bad em. yeah yeah it's not if you don't have a train die it may just like like garbage to you yeah this pizza crust has been on the floor for three weeks so i was like we 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 track down don tertelli and get the kimono back to, only to find out he was stealing them because one of them was said to have a rare map in the back of it. And wasn't it splinters that had the rare map in the back of it? Yeah. Like yeah. some secret treasure. Yeah. That miss marbles had already gotten and had already found the treasure. Yeah. Yeah. R- rendering Don Tertelli's search completely moot. Yeah. But we, uh, we go back to his, um, it's a very strange hobby. Oh, torturing people with <laughs> of tickling people, tickling, tickling their feet. You have to. Again, he's a gangster. You can't have him just eh. like, torturing, torturing yeah, people. Yeah, which was really odd. Uh, I was at a convention uh, in Dallas, and there was a, a YouTube personality on a, a black nerd comedy, or Andre Meadows. Yeah, he was dressed as Don Tertelli. Nice, and he had a giant feather. Nice. Uh, the last thing I want to note about this episode is Miss Marples doesn't have a clue about pizza. And no, no shredder. Oh, it's good. There's no shredder. It's the first time. Yeah, yeah. The I, very I, first time. Oh yeah. No shredder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if the whole season was like like. I don't remember the first fourteen episodes well enough to to say that he wasn't in the first fourteen. Or, you know, he there mm-hmm. was there wasn't one he wasn't in. But he absolutely was not in this episode, and it was yeah. refreshing. Yeah, and I think a lot of the CBS season episodes, um, he's not in a lot of them. Yeah, and he shouldn't. He's like he's yeah. He can be the main bad guy, but come he's on. he's Cobra Commander. He's he's freaking Megatron. He's you know Skeletor. Although Skeletor wasn't in every single episode of He Man. Um. But yeah, it's it gets it gets a little old. We want something a little bit, you know, jazz it up, something fresh. Yeah, make it fresh. And and that's part of the reason I have that one underlined. Like, mm-hmm. it was nice seeing the turtles having to deal with other characters, other situations. Not, mm-hmm. oh, we have to take over the world. It's like, no, this this guy just, this again. guy was literally trying to find a map. Yeah, you know, and that's but, cool. Like I said, tickle people's feet. Yeah, yeah. I had a note on bad animation. Like there was a lot of just bad. Yeah. Really bad animation. Um, quick, fast, get this episode out. Actually, no, that's it. That's that's it for my notes. Yeah, that's about it for mine. We have about 14 more episodes uh, left. Right, right. And, and to, I, like, I apologize for having us go through all of these episodes, but in the end, we're go- it's going to be... 
Next time on Shellheads, we're covering Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sweet. <laughs> uh, it is the the companion book mm-hmm. that Eastman and Laird worked on with the uh, the Mirage team uh, that was supposed to be kind of run concurrent with the, the the regular book, like the regular, you know, ongoing. And it just, it kind of got off the ground. They ended up doing seven issues, which is not even a, that's about a year's worth mm-hmm. if you're releasing them every other month. But it, it took, all of them ended up being delayed and it, it was, it ended up being, I think it ended up being more trouble than it was worth. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go over all seven okay. of, of Tales Volume 1 is, is, is the, the best way to refer to it. Instead of starting City at War, because that's really the next Ooh. major mirage Ooh, I'm, undertaking. I'm, I'm excited. I wanted to get the tales out of the way because there's a lot of important things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we meet uh, Carnage, Leatherhead. It's where uh, it, we get another adventure with uh, Savante Romero and Renette. Renette, like the Rat King, comes it comes into play in Tales Volume One. Mm. So it's it's got some really important things Mm -hmm. that we need to cover like we should have probably read these by now considering how uh how important these characters are well we have a nice smattering of stuff kind of spread out we do we do you know but when i saw it like in in my list of episodes to do i was like oh we should do that yeah because we're starting to talk about characters like the rat king Mm -hmm. like we need to know where that dude comes from yeah what he's all about it's not just some hobo yeah not yeah not some hobo who likes he has a lot of pets. Likes weird pizza toppings. Just like a, he's like a, he's he's like a, he's like a male cat lady. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Except he has rats. <laughs> In the meantime, where can we find you, Jeff? As always, Sergio, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade uh, in the Crossgates Brandon area, Mississippi. Uh, we host, uh, regular tournaments. We do birthday parties. Uh, we're always getting new games. Um, I like to go kind of against the norm and get different, interesting and unique ones, um, that people would not normally play. And it's turned out pretty well. Like, Hey, this is a pretty fun game. I really like it. Um, we're also adding new games to our, uh, original arcade lineup, uh, for our Neo Geo, um, cabinet. We have tons of fighting games, uh, lots of other different types of stuff coming. Uh, we've got a line on a few games I don't want to mention just yet because I <laughs> want to wait until I secure those bad boys first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, Let's just say I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Come out and join us. You know, we're here for the video game community and um, you'll have a great time. Cool. Uh, typically, here's where I step in and talk about Reality Breached. I'm not going to. Yeah. Not this time. Uh, follow Shellheads on Facebook, mm-hmm. we have a Facebook page now. If you just search Shellheads, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, we're also on Instagram. Uh, I posted some stuff to our Instagram, Jeff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Look Got at a, me. I'm, yeah. I feel like a child. I need an Instagram for Warp Zone. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, follow those two. Uh, and, if, and, if, and if you're feeling froggy, follow me uh, on all different, on everything. Like my, my username on everything is Lugo, L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X. Uh, you, that's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network. You might be able to find me on some sort of Nintendo stuff that way. Like mm-hmm. that's that's my username across the board. Steam. That's my Steam name. Yeah. Yeah. So. Game with Sergio. Yeah. 
So check us out. Tune in next time. We'll be talking about comics. Uh, until then, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.